Welcome back to the castle of Gretchen Hexenkopf. Episode 30. Orienting Oz. Oz and Hazel have just fooled Snook the Fool and swiped his mouse, or rather, his key to the dungeon. They slip out into the dark corridor and gently ease the door shut. Careful not to send a wind that might topple the card house, currently keeping Snook the Fool obsessed and as such incapacitated. He's mad. He's a fool. What's the difference? Not much. All right, the dungeon. Yes, the dungeon. So... Which way do we go? Oz thinks on the question, attempting to backtrack his journey from the dungeon to where he met Hazel. He focuses on his mind's eye, really contemplating the turns, the lefts, the rights, this door and that door. Finally, and with definitive confidence. This way. And for a moment, he believes he has it. But he's wrong. He does not have it. They traverse and search, wander and roam, but never get anywhere close to anything resembling a dungeon. They even twice pass the goats, <laughs> who Snook the Fool had been escorting out of the castle. Oz, we've been this way. We have? Do you know where you're going? But of course he doesn't. We're going from the dungeon. To the dungeon, Oz. If we don't get there soon, then... The witch will kill the others. She'll cut off their heads, their tongues, and their toes. Everything but their necks. Hazel wasn't there to hear Snook the Fool wax poetic on the body parts collected by the witch and her stooges. And without that context, she's a little confused. And Oz notes as much. Now, not only is Oz confused, as usual, but he's confusing Hazel. He's letting her down and letting his orphan brothers down too, not just figuratively, but literally, because they just might fall from that dungeon ledge into the void where who knows what will happen. It's no wonder I was left behind. What do you mean? My tribe, they left me. But I thought you wandered off and got lost. They could have come back for me. They're Widdersh and Wayfarers. They could find an albino alpaca in a snowstorm. They could have found me but a dizzy drifter is no bad. You mean no good. Exactly. And they knew it. Hazel has now dealt with a spinning one. A Grawlix. Jumbo low-flying vultures. Goblins. A babbling brook. And a fool. Her patience is as thin as it's ever been and she snaps at Oz. They knew nothing. What? Your tribe, they knew nothing. Not a thing. At least not a thing about you. But they didn't. If they knew what I know, if they knew what every orphan at the orphanage knows, then they'd know that you're no dizzy drifter. You're not misplaced. You're not lost. But I was lost. How else would I have ended up at the orphanage? There's a difference between being lost and being cast aside. They cast you aside because they were the ones who were mixed up. You didn't get lost. 
they lost you and they're worse off for it because you're wonderful. Oz isn't cross-eyed exactly, but he does have that look in the general sense. A sense of seeming somehow askew. But Hazel's shot of tough love, a scolding though it may have been, has the effect of dissolving Oz's cross-eyedness. And there's a sense that he suddenly becomes someone who knows what he's doing, where he's going, and how to get there. All this time, Oz has thought that he lacks direction. But he doesn't lack direction. No, what he lacks is a center. There are many things a child should be, but most importantly, a child should be at the center of someone's world. If you're not at the center of someone's world from the get-go, you're lost. But if you are at the center, and if you're allowed there, and held there long enough, you become the one thing you need to be. Oriented. You can find your way because you know which way is up and which way is down. But perhaps, most importantly, you know which way is right and which way is wrong. Not exactly in the moral sense, but in the personal one. You know who you are and which directions are right for you because you're centered. This is what Hazel does for Oz. She makes him the center, and the warmth of that action envelops his entire body, uncrossing his seemingly crisscrossed self. And he marks that warmth with a long, deep sigh. <sighs> and then he punctuates it with resolve. I know how to get up to the dungeon. Ugh, you mean down? No. He stares at Hazel with a certainty she's never seen, and he's never experienced. I mean up. Dungeons are usually underground. This isn't a usual castle. It requires very little faith, because Hazel can see that Oz is somehow different. But it does require some, since, let's be honest, Oz has scarcely been able to find the nose on his face for as long as anyone can remember. But that faith soon turns to conviction after Hazel follows Oz through the castle, barely able to keep up as he takes decisive left and right turns, navigating the way without a single misstep, a single double back, or a single ill-conceived shortcut. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch... Nutcracking Gargoyles. In the meantime, know this. You can probably separate everything you hear into two categories. Music or noise. And deciding which is music and which is noise is pretty easy. The voices of the people who love you. The voices reminding you why you're here and what you're good for. The voices that say things like, One of my favorite places is right here at your side. Or... I can't wait to see what you do next. That's music, and everything else is pretty much noise. Act accordingly.